Right now, Clover is perched on her um, scratching pad, and she is just barely purring for no reason. She's just kind of like zoning out, staring off into space, and purring just a little bit. And it makes me super duper happy because she she was so unhappy recently. She was allergic to her food, and she had like a special kidney diet, so... It was like wait 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 special kidney diet for her the health of her kidney or special diet yes. of kidneys yes a special special <laughs> diet to be gentle on on her kidneys okay um, great because she she's an early renal failure which we we knew oh. when we adopted her um, but you motherfucking they, saint <laughs> listen <laughs> old cats are the best kept secret old pets in general like they're super low maintenance they don't really want to do anything other than like sack out in a patch of sunlight take some naps Mm -hmm. like they don't want to do any of that like they don't want none of that parkour they don't want none of that like dog agility nonsense They, they don't want you to like shine the laser mouse around and like make them run all over, make them tired. They hate that shit. They're <laughs> old. They're like, I'm, I want, I want to, I want to tuck myself in early and watch my stories. And that's it. And it is so compatible with my lifestyle. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like we, we each have a lot in common with old pets. Um, yeah. And it's not really a secret. Like you wrote a whole thing. I think we're converting people to elderly pets. That if, if I convinced like two people to adopt an older pet, I would be like, m- my mission on this planet is done. I will move on to the next planet. <laughs> because there is a next planet. Like, I just want to put this out there. But Oh, I'm Mormon. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Bitches get rich as canon is like the Mormons, they got it right. We're each getting yeah. a fucking planet. <laughs> I love, we should have like a canon that, that, that we live in a universe that is like the listener's universe, but slightly different and better where we just take all the best ideas from everybody. The Mormons were dead on right about the planets. Everybody should get their own planet. They fucking knew. I don't know how they knew. It is Mormons. Um, not, not Scientologists, right? Uh, Yeah. Did I get that right? No, you got it right. Don't worry. worry. Okay. Thank you. Y'all have earned your, your superfluous planets. I hope they're populated with, I don't know, like, uh, good food, old pets, and uh, sexy, sexy ladies. Sexy ladies and sexy, sexy gentlemen. I don't need that. No, you don't. Well, okay. <laughs> you don't. Listen, my heterosexual ass is going to need some, some sexy gentlemen folk. So heteronormative. I'm sorry. I'll just be over here heterosexing. Kitty. And I'm Piggy. We are the bitches in Bitches Get Riches. And we are your overprotective internet big sisters. And we are here to explain all the shit that mom and dad got wrong. Our time on this planet is limited. So let's get started. Luckily, our time on our next planet is not limited. It's true. Okay. So today's letter comes to us from Patreon donor Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Your hair is lustrous and shiny. Mm, It's so true. Sarah writes, 
How the hell does someone stick to a budget? I have ADHD and self-control and budgeting is already hard as is. So if you have any tips or tricks to help a gal stay in budget, especially a very stringent one, that would be neat. Mm. Mm. I'm just I'm just going to throw it out there. But like, I think one possible answer to this, and I know it's one that you will agree with, is don't fucking budget. Yeah. Just don't. There are other ways. There are other ways. I think that budgeting is usually talked about as like an absolute necessity for overall financial like health and responsibility and well-being but um I don't you don't and uh we're certainly not alone there are a lot of people who live very frugally and very responsibly without a budget yeah um I think one one of the most common reasons that that people leave off from a budget is that they're not really flexible in a way that accounts for how the real world works. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, you know, if I take all of my pets to the vet, I do it all in November. That is just like the month that I take them all for their annual exams. And I could spend $400 in vet bills just in that month. We need to insert in here that you have 3000 pets. This is true. I have just, just want to be clear about that six chickens, they don't go to the vet. They're mm-hmm. lucky I'm not eating them. Um, <laughs> I have two dogs and a cat. I have two guinea pigs who I will eat if they keep sassing me. They are horrible little dumpster creatures. I'm like, here, guinea pigs. I went online and I read about <laughs> like which vegetables are best for you. And I don't want you to get too much calcium. It'll give you kidney stones. So here you go. Here's some some nice Swiss chard. And they're like, you fucking dirty bitch. Get that <laughs> non-carrot the fuck out of my cage. Go back to the refrigerator. Open up the bottom drawer. We know where it is. We know what the sound of the drawer opening means. And we start shrieking like goblins. <laughs> oh, they're horrible. I just want to say it's very clear that raunchy insults are your love language because yeah. I know you fucking adore those little fucking I do. pigs. I do. They, one of them licks my hand. Okay, uh, budget. Right, back to your budget. So what I'm saying is if I have a, a budget, it's already blown to hell for the month of November because it probably doesn't account for going out and spending $400. Even if it does, what happens when the vet is like, actually, one of your animals needs this other procedure done. So now it's more money than you had anticipated. And it's like, even if you have the money for it, and the issue isn't having the money, it's sticking to the budget. It's just everyday realities make it so that you can't necessarily easily predict absolutely every expense that will come across your your desk. Right. Yeah. And I would say a lot of like pro budgeting people, um, not that I meant to say that in like a nasty way, like, ooh, they're pro budgeting, but like <laughs> like like they're a faction. <laughs> yeah. They're a faction of like the personal finance wars. Yes. So pro budgeters are always like, well, that's what an emergency fund is for, and that's why like you plan for this stuff like the year in advance and whatever. That doesn't work for everyone. Like I I'm sorry that we can't all be these perfect year in advance planners. Like it just it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, um, I know like my system is when I describe it to some people, they're like, oh, so you keep a budget. I'm like, no, it's not a budget. I track my spending and I kind of audit myself every couple of months by looking back at that tracked spending and seeing like, wow, it looks like I spent an inordinate amount of 
money on, I don't know, like uh, travel or, you know, sports. Not that I sport, but, you know, sport like You're things. always going on with your sports. <sighs> you know, your favorite team, the um, California uh, uh, Raven flies. Raven flies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. their big game with the Miami um, growths. Growths. They the, need the, to get oh. those growths looked at because <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't look they good. Need, yeah, they, they don't look good. Um, if I'm, I, I notice I'm spending more on X, Y, or Z in a given month, uh, I interrogate that with myself and I say, okay, what happened there? Okay, I can cut back in X, Y, and Z ways. So it's kind of constantly reevaluating rather than setting a budget for each month that needs to be rigidly adhered to with no room for adjustments and no room for life coming at you. I 100% agree. Like the first tip that I would give to someone who is um, really, shall we say, messy in their in their personal financial uh, dealings is just you need to get a lay of the land. Like you, it's amazing how many times um, I have thought without tracking something that it's this way, but actually it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really easy to just sort of like lose track or like this happens to me all the time where I'm like remember that thing that we did last year? And my husband's like, that was six years ago. And I'm like, you're lying. You're lying. What year is it? <laughs> it's it's really easy to just kind of like lose sight of things that you do easily and invisibly. Mm-hmm. And especially that's true of purchases. Like most purchases now are set up knowing the psychology behind that and knowing that they don't want you to have to think too hard about it. They want Mm -hmm. it to feel push button and easy and forgettable because that's how they get you to, to come back and spend Mm -hmm. more. Um, And so I think tracking spending absolutely is the way Mm -hmm. that I would go. I think when you take a cold, hard look at like, wow, I spent $300 on, dining out when I was thinking that maybe I spent about a hundred uh, every month, that's pretty sobering. And I think mm-hmm. that will help you find your self-control. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 1000%. I will say a strict budget is good for, uh, well, it's good for many things for some people, but for all of us, it's really good for one thing, which is uh, not spending money that you don't want to spend um, in the form of excuses. So like, if mm. a friend is like, oh, my God, come to my MLM party. We're selling um, these, like, little, leggings. like, leggings or makeup bags or coolers. Oh, um, it's like a wine of the month club, but all the wines are, like, terrible. Um, so if I get invited to one of those MLM parties, one of my many excuses, if I don't want to, like, read them for filth on why MLMs are crap, uh, is going, oh, oh my gosh, I'd love to, but it doesn't fit in my budget right now. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, budget is also a great way of like sort of gently bowing out of commitments that you aren't interested in doing. Like say, if someone is like, come to my destination wedding, it is so, so <laughs> easily and socially acceptable to say, oh, I would love to 
go with you to Perth. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's just not in the budget this year. Yeah, we, um, we're only taking two trips to Mallorca this year. So unfortunately, we can't make it to your Perth wedding. So I, I, I wanted to talk about one other aspect of this, which is... Um, so Sarah mentions that she has ADHD. Mm-hmm. This is interesting to me because... I was recently diagnosed with ADHD. Your um, diagnosis, a diagnosis. Sorry, I just had to. You're canceled. Um, <laughs> Crazy girlfriend, anyone? No, okay. Thank you for sending me that YouTube video for context. You're I, welcome. I, you. I did. <laughs> um, so I I have a lot of sympathy for this. I, I I'm literally 32 years old and just got this diagnosis. And I was like, how is it possible that I have had these issues for my whole life and all of my male family members, it was caught very early on in their childhood. But for me, it didn't get diagnosed until I'm a grown ass woman. Um, and the answer is sexism question mark. Mm-hmm. When you have a diagnosis and you know that there's something that's up with you um, that makes you different, that makes you special. Um, because I do think it does make you special. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really valuable tool. Um, and you know that much more about yourself and what motivates you. Um, so if there are areas where you find that after tracking, uh, you find that like, all right, so the the idea of sticking to a budget isn't working, but you're seeing that you're still overspending in certain areas. Um, you can identify like, what are the, what are the triggers that are pushing me to make those purchases? Do I tend to um, spend more than I need to when I'm bored mm-hmm. at work and I'm just kind of browsing, like shopping for shit on my phone because I'm bored. Um, I did that for a little bit. Um, there, there's, there's like times when I notice that like, if I'm really hungry, if I'm hungry, you cannot stop me from, from getting something that I want to get because I'm in a bad mood. I hate being hungry. Um, and I will, I'm more likely to, instead of getting the one thing that will sate my hunger and be good for me, I'm just going to be like, give me every nacho. Um, so knowing kind of, I've heard you say that, like, no, (laughs) we've lived together and there is nothing that would induce me to get between you and the food you want at any given time. The food I deserve. I value my hands. Thank you. (laughs) The food you deserve. Um, So I, I think if you can look back and identify that it's you aren't making stupid purchases or bad choices all the time. Some of those are good. Um, so look back and see what were the good ones? What would you spend money on again? And what would you not? And the things that you're not ask yourself, why? What What is your mood? Mm-hmm. What's your situation? What's your environment that's causing you to, to do that? Um, because I, I guarantee that will that will make it easier when you've really identified the problem. Yeah. I also want to recommend one of our classic BGR articles to Sarah, um, which is called The Magically Frugal Power of Patience. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's what I'm getting from this is she's saying like, oh, I can't stick to a budget. Um, She's like, I'm, you know, impulsive and I don't have any self-control where spending money is concerned. And that to me is more than a budgeting issue. Like, Like you were saying, like this is a thing about, you know, identifying what your triggers are and what's causing you to break down and, and impulsively spend money. 
Um, so there's two methods we talk about in that article, the magically frugal power of patients, um, one of which is waiting. So if you want something on day one, put it on your calendar, metaphorically speaking, if you're, you know, a millennial or younger, and you don't actually have an actual calendar, and just put it on your calendar for 30 days later. And when you reach that 30 day mark, and you see that thing come up again, you see the words, just be like, wait, do I still want this? And I guarantee you some of the times you will not still want it. Like after waiting, you might decide that you don't actually need to spend that money, which is great because look, you just saved that money. Um, Another thing to do is ask yourself when you want to buy something, uh, three questions. And those questions are, do I really need it? Do I really love it? Is it a really great deal? And if you answer yes to two or more of those questions, you may buy it. If you answer yes to only one of those questions, fuck off. You can't buy it. That's a really that's a really good system. I know. I came up with it myself. Hashtag trademark. It's almost like you're good at this shit. <laughs> it's almost like I've been doing this for several years. Just yesterday, actually, my husband and I went to a bike consignment sale hmm. Um because we, um, I would like to be more active. I would love to be more active in a way that incorporates, um, my dogs. Um, and I have one dog who loves the bike. He shrieks when you take it out because he's so excited. Like my neighbors thought that I was abusing him and I was like, no, that's excitement. Actually. Um, I know it sounds like, um, being, being, uh, hit with a cattle prod, but that that's his happy sound. Dude, having run with your dog in the past, like I did not expect his visceral re- reaction to just like a pair of running shoes coming out he of He goes nuts. So he's really active. My husband runs, but um, he doesn't have fantastic joints. Um, he has pretty flat feet. So ultimately it's, it's not great for his body because, um, you know, the cardio is great, but the, the heavy stress on the joints is not. Um, so we kind of put those things together and we were like, we should really own a bicycle. Luckily we're the same height. So we were like, we can probably just get away with, with owning one. When we went to this consignment sale, we found that, almost all of them were a type of bike that we're really not interested in the road bike where you're like hunched forward. You know, I I have a bad back. Like I hate that. And like, I'm like, where are you looking when you're driving one of those bikes around? Like you're staring down at the road. And I'm like, how about you be looking at traffic slightly more? I, I don't get those. You know? So I, I like the more, more upright sort of, mountain bikey type of, of, um, of ride. Uh, it also helps to have the thicker tires because we have a lot of potholes, um, and a lot of Hills. So kind of all of those things together, we were like, no, like a, maybe a mountain bike, maybe some kind of like comfort, like a cruiser type of type of thing, if we can find the right one. And ultimately we found the perfect bike for us and it was not part of the consignment sale. It was $560. And we went And we, before we said yes, we said, let's go walk around the block and talk about all the reasons that this is a good idea and all the reasons that this is a bad idea. And just being able to say those things out loud was really helpful um, because we kind of reminded ourselves of why we were there, why we wanted what we wanted, why our initial budget was what we thought it was going to be. And 
are the reasons that we're changing our mind and looking at this other thing, are they good enough? Um, and ultimately we're like, yeah, absolutely. That's good enough because, um, he and I haven't always been great about exercising. Um, if, if we give ourselves the excuse of, oh, I would go for a bike ride, except that, you know, that bike, oh, it always hurts my back and my back's been acting up. Like it, I knew that if we had that excuse, we would not use it. So it was the wiser investment ultimately to buy something a little, a little bit mm-hmm. more. Um, are you good with that? I'm good with that. Okay. Um, listeners, if there's a question you'd like for us to answer, go to bitchesgetriches.com and click Ask the Bitches. There's only one way to guarantee that we'll answer your question, though, and that is to become a Patreon donor. Woo, we love them. Uh, if you like what we do um, and you want to keep us going, please become a Patreon donor and support us with any donation amount that you're comfortable with we don't need a lot of money Um, a small donation is fine and for those who want something more tangible back for their money than a podcast and a blog uh, we also have merch Uh, our merch store is on Etsy where you can buy t-shirts and printable worksheets and more finally there are some free things you can do to say thank you for all of your listening pleasure that you just consumed you consumer Mm. capitalist swine please rate and review us on (laughs) iTunes, Spotify, Google play whatever you use it bumps us up in the charts and makes us easier to find follow us on twitter tumblr instagram pinterest and subscribe to our articles so you never miss new ones you can do all of that at bitchescarriages.com <laughs> i love that you, you just sounded like you were on fast forward but that was your actual voice i listen i'm good at it you are so good at it um hey is there anything else they should have? yes never cook an avocado good to know bitches, bitches out <laughs> Never I get I I get fucking crazy when I see these recipes that call for cooking an avocado. Why would you? Like do they want to grill it? Like what's the what's the protocol? So the the one I always see is where they they cut an avocado in half and they remove the pit and then into the 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 pit pit they put an egg and then they want you to cook the egg in there. And I tried to make one once and I put a forkful into my mouth and chewed on it for about five seconds before Uh. spitting it out because avocados get really bitter when you apply heat to them (gasps) and the texture gets kind of like stringier and kind of also harder and mushier it's 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 not a nice combination and just an avocado is such a such a beautiful thing when you have an avocado that is ripe and ready to go like there's Ugh. there's nothing meaner you could do to it than to cook it. i know just they're they're Ugh. tricking you they're they're going with what looks good on pinterest they're fucking tricking you don't fall for they it. are tr- fucking tricking you i i do want to say one thing that you should always grill peaches Yes, absolutely. Yes. Cook cook that the is, shit out of a peach. Cook the shit, but out never of peach. an avocado. Never an avocado. Never. never. Hard and fast rule. I'm really glad we got that. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. A plus. Well done.